SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hi there, g'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today we will explore migratory grief. Can migrants ever overcome feelings of loss and displacement? Moving to a different country long term often comes with a multitude of emotional trials. As migrants endure the roller coaster of culture shock and adapting to a foreign environment, many often feel a complex sense of displacement and identity loss. We might grieve our friends, our relatives, people that we love, places that we love. And that is a grief about tangible things that we left behind and we don't no longer have access. But migratory grief, I think, relates also to things that are less tangible. Things like the identity or status you used to have, but also the informal status that you might have had in your social network. So what can migrants do to cope and feel whole again? Let's get started. Grief in the context of migration is multilayered. Beyond the stresses of the initial culture shock and waves of homesickness or the difficulties posed by language barriers, many migrants and refugees experience a string of tangible and intangible losses that can deeply erode their well-being and relationships. Dr. Grant Blaschke, clinical lead at Beyond Blue, says migratory grief can manifest in countless ways. It can be psychological, sort of sense of sadness or shock or angry or guilty. It can be physical elements of poor sleep, tiredness, feeling run down. And a lot of people who are grieving find they have sort of secondary fallout sometimes, you know, whether conflict at home or conflict at work or sometimes using alcohol. Migratory grief is often compounded by what is known as ambiguous loss, a type of loss that is unclear and undefined. The nature of ambiguous loss means emotional closure becomes elusive. When someone grieves and they've had some sort of loss, most commonly the loss is very identifiable. You lost a loved one or pet or you lost a job or you lost your house and it's very identifiable and, and you're sad and you're angry and you're upset, but it's got a sense of closure about it. Whereas ambiguous loss is when there's some degree of lack of clarity about the loss. So it's very hard to manage that grief and come to terms with things. Dr. Blaschke explains migrants often experience multiple losses at once. This may be felt more acutely shortly after arrival 
a time of great adjustments. Things like geographic separation from everything they know might be adjusting to an unfamiliar climate. They may find their sense of identity has changed. They may find they have a drop in their social status. Some of our migrants, some of our refugees have had an extreme struggle for survival and have had some very traumatic events happen to them. They've also got the challenge of communication. Everything from formal language through to understanding the everyday banter that goes on in the new country you're in. Uruguay-born clinical psychologist Jorge Aroche is the CEO of the New South Wales Service for the Treatment and Rehabilitation of Torture and Trauma Survivors, or STARTS, an organization that offers mental health support to refugee arrivals. He too believes migratory grief often originates from the combination of both factual and unquantifiable loss, such as missing your sense of familiarity, attachment to place and belonging within support networks. We might grieve our friends, our relatives, people that we love, places that we love. And that is a grief about tangible things that we left behind and we don't no longer have access. That migratory grief, I think, relates also to things that are less tangible, things like the identity or status you used to have, either in a formal setting, like um, work associated with what you were recognized as in your country, but also the informal status that you might have had in your social network. Mr. Aroche adds, in some cases, migratory grief relates to the idealization of what could have been if the person had stayed. This migratory grief about your illusions or fantasies about what you could have achieved or done had you stayed at home. Many of these things don't have to be rational. And many people sometimes feel guilty about feeling like this because they can see that in factual terms, they're probably better off in their new country. They have new friends. They may have a better economic situation. They might have things that we didn't have before. He says another issue that may arise, especially among economic migrants or refugees, is feeling sadness at times of achievement or being unable to express their grief openly due to survivor's guilt or stigma. They may feel guilty about complaining about the, the things that they experience in loss about when relatives, loved ones are still back in the country of origin, dealing with much worse, often dangerous situations and so on. And that can be problematic because whenever you feel something but you don't take it out and acknowledge it, it makes it harder to think about it logically and to deal with the situation. And so it, it can begin to affect you. It is important to acknowledge it so that we can work through it. India-born RUOK Chair Kamal Sharma is the CEO of Resilium, a consultancy firm that offers strategic leadership and resilience training. He says when he first arrived in Australia, he had trouble understanding where he fit in. With time, he learned how to cope with feelings of displacement by accepting his identity had shifted. Although Mr. Sharma acknowledges the recreation of cultural spaces and mixing with people from your same background can provide a level of comfort and certainty to new migrants, he believes it's equally important to be open to new people and experiences. I think there are positive coping mechanisms and there are negative coping mechanisms. Positive coping mechanisms are around about exploring yourself in this new environment, letting go of things that may not serve you, taking on new ideas and new concepts that help you flourish. 
The negative ones is where you stick to your own group and therefore you're not challenged, trying to hold on to absolutely everything as it was at that point in time that you left. I think it's really critical to challenge yourself with new ideas, discovering who you are, what you are, and really exploring your identity in a different culture. Mental health experts say some migrants experiencing constant feelings of ambivalence can also delay making important life decisions, which may hinder their future stability. Their lack of support networks often exacerbates feelings of loneliness, anxiety and irritability. Kamal Sharma, who trained as a monk, says participating in the local culture where you live and finding a way to integrate is a way to overcome these issues. In his case, he did it through involvement in team sports. But beyond taking practical steps, such as joining an activity or club, exercising or meditating, there are several more philosophical approaches you can implement, depending on whether you preference Eastern or Western methods. The Western literature that I've seen, it's about change management, thriving in change. It's about making sure that you can adapt to change. And I think that's to a certain degree a Western construct. What we focus on is impermanence because change requires you to go from one steady state, it changes to another steady state. Impermanence is about how do you surf and take advantage of the ebbs and flows of life. So for me, flowing through impermanence and accepting impermanence is much more powerful. Regardless of your personal beliefs, mental health experts recommend working on your self-awareness. This means checking in with how you're feeling and reaching out for help if you're overwhelmed. Beyond Blue's Dr. Blaschke explains, although symptoms of loss in migrants often come and go for many years, prolonged grief that goes unchecked may evolve into something more serious. Often I'm asked, is this grief or do I now have a mental health condition? Perhaps I have depression. Particularly red flags for me is if it goes on for months and months, if there's a sense of hopelessness and if it's pervasive, they're sad or despondent about everything. So there's no rays of light anymore. They're really feeling quite flat. The other thing that I look at is, is it affecting their day-to-day life, their capacity to have relationships, to work, to socialise? If you are suffering those acute symptoms, visit your GP or call a mental health hotline, such as Lifeline or Beyond Blue. However, mental health experts say it's also important to give yourself permission to feel and understand your loss when necessary. Experiencing grief does not equate to weakness or lack of fortitude. There is no simple formula for managing feelings of loss. It's personal and complex. So, can migratory grief ever resolve? Or are migrants destined to learn how to live with it? Ah, really good question. To a certain degree, any loss is trauma. And trauma can be dealt with two ways. You can cure the symptoms of trauma, or you can heal the trauma. I would say that we need to both curing the symptoms of migration loss, but also healing. What's important there is to let go of the old and give place to the new. Choice is a big part of the healing process. The word heal means to become whole again. So you start to become whole again in a new environment. If you require emotional support, 
you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1-800-22-4636. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. Thank you.